0: Hey everybody, it's Chris. Before we get started with the very first episode, I just want to take a minute and thank everybody for listening, which I very sincerely do. And I also want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Since this is the first episode that's ever existed of this podcast, I just wanted to explain a little bit of why I thought this was a good idea and what we're going to be doing here, um, hopefully for more than just the one episode you're about to hear. I thought it was interesting to sit down with people who are not famous people, who are not um, anyone you have ever heard of necessarily, and just have conversations with them about uh, what they find to be important, how they think their history has shaped them, all that kind of stuff. I think there's value in those conversations. I've been having them my entire life, uh, it seems, and I wanted to share some of that with you. Um, So the conversation that the conversation, the question that will start each of these podcasts, it will be the same at least for the time being, which is, who do you believe you are? And for the first episode I that you're about to hear, I interviewed my friend Anthony Vassaletti. I served in the Navy with this guy. Uh, he is a fantastic person. And as you will hear on this episode, we get a lot into religion and Catholicism specifically, and there's a lot of God and Jesus talk. Um, so I'm just not apologizing, but warning some of you ahead of time, that uh, that is a lot of what we get into. I want you to know it's not necessarily my intent that we always talk about God, but it's just kind of where this one went and I don't have a problem with that and I won't ever stop that from happening necessarily. Uh, but it will go there every once in a while and sometimes I imagine it won't, so. Um, but Anthony was very open, uh, with me. In the interview, and we, um, I think, really tapped into the heart of what I want this thing to be, which is just a sharing of ideas um, and a lot of openness, which I say in the episode, I think is the theme of the conversation we were having, was just openness. So that's pretty awesome. I was very, very pleased with how this turned out, and I hope that you guys enjoy it too. I have like six or seven people lined up, uh, in my life that I know that want to be on this show already. So there will be more episodes coming. I say this at the end, but just in case you don't stick around for the goodbyes, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Petrick, P-E-T-R-I-C-K is how you spell my last name, or you can visit my website, which is probably how you found this podcast, ChristopherPetrick.com. Um, I think that's it. I'm not an actor or, like, a writer or anything, so I don't have, like, stuff for you to look for. Uh, So just this podcast. And if you visit my website, I'll probably blog uh, now and then. So um, if you hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, a lot of you probably have my phone number. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And most especially, if you have a desire to be on the podcast... I don't think this is ever anything I've heard on a podcast I listen to. If you want to be on this podcast, I will say yes. Absolutely. There's nobody I'm going to say no to. So if you want to be in the podcast, please contact me. And I want to find a way to make that happen so that we can have this conversation and you get the chance to answer the question, who do you believe you are? And put your thoughts out there in the world because I'm here to tell you they're worth hearing. So, And without any further ado... I want to introduce the very first episode of the Chris P Cast with Anthony Bosiletti. Everybody, please enjoy the show.
1: So thanks for doing you're it. You're the first, you're the first guest. Is that do you feel That's any fantastic. pressure? No, I think, pressure I think I think um, if anything, um, I can either do really well, and then everyone else after me will feel very much pressure, or I can just do very bad. And we can blame it on production and uh, working out the bugs. So, yeah, exactly. There you go. And we can bring you a, back. If it's bad, we'll be like, we'll bring you back. Cause it'll be yeah, it's a win-win. It really is. Yeah, it so. really is. Well, okay, so the first thing I want to do, since we're, we'll start, kind of. I don't know how to start. Mm-hmm. We'll start. The first thing I want to do is just run down, because the people that listen to this know me, but they probably won't know you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just tell everybody who you are, uh, what you do for a living. Um, that's about it. I don't know. Yeah, who are you? Okay. What do you do? Yeah, no, so, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm Anthony. I um, I am in the United States Navy, and I'm a hospital corpsman. I'm a second-class petty officer right now, so, um, and basically, I maintain the medical readiness um, for the reserve component of the United States Navy so that we can mobilize people and get them downrange is basically the yep. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, How long have you been in the Navy now? So I, I actually, right about now, around this time of the year, I'm hitting eight years of service. So. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. Yep. So for the people listening, uh, Anthony and I met in San Antonio, Texas, when we both went to hospital core school there, which was sort of a mess, but we, we don't have to talk about that. That'll be for another podcast. That's okay. a whole other, yeah, That's podcast. a whole other podcast. But we met down there. I think we instantly liked each other. I would say mm-hmm. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um. And had a. I think we. I think we would both probably say and tell me this isn't true. I wish we would have done a better job of keeping track of each other over the yeah, years. I think we kind of did absolutely. a bad job of that. But who? I mean, that happens. But. Um, right. So I've known Anthony since I was in the Navy. Basically, I will call him boss. Probably most of this podcast <laughs> for those of you listening. So just, just don't be thrown by that. It's and it's, he's not my boss either. It's just because of his last name. Um, okay, so are you ready for this? Yeah, so, absolutely. So the question that we are going to, at least for the first couple of these that I do, is going to be the same for everybody. And that, that question, and you can interpret this however you want to. Right. The question is, uh, who do you believe you are? Okay. So you know, the, the thing is, is what's interesting when you when you get a question like that, right? It, it can be, mm-hmm. as, it could be as, as deep or as, as shallow as you as you want to really look at it. And yep, um, I think. A lot of this is very stream of consciousness for me because I'm not one to really take notes or to, you know, bullet point so how I need to say these things, right? So I love that. That's awesome. The first thing that comes to mind, though, is probably like Catholic father and husband. Okay. Um, it's probably the first probably thought that comes to my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And, we, and we, we've spent a lot of time talking about faith and, and family and things like that. But I really yeah. believe that that's, that's really the basis for what I would say is who I think that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so and for me and for me that, that's probably the, the easiest thing to point to. Have you always been Catholic? So that's a good story. I was I was born Catholic um as you know I'm Italian so that's kind right. of like uh, uh, you're just, you're born just into defa- it. Italians are just de facto Catholic, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, very cultural. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the presence of the pope there all those it's really it is really cultural in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was born Catholic. However, um because of my parents uh, my father was Catholic, my mother was not, and, and she eventually split. And so uh, mm-hmm. when she took off, I had to split time. And so it never really was as important in my life as it was for a lot of other people. Um, yeah. And so I got mixed up in some stuff with her, uh, her church, which was kind of a... Um, and, you know, obviously things I say, I'm not uh, trying to be offensive or anything. But no, like, of course But I describe yeah. it as non-denominational denomination, kind of. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because uh-huh, it, yeah. it kind of is its own denomination in a way. Now. So That, that generic, um, like, kind of evangelical... Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. got you. And, yeah. And it's nothing negative, it's just that it's you know, it's it's own thing kind of. It's completely different. Well, and very so, different. It would have been very different from kind Yeah, of absolutely. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so so I I've always had a background in faith and things. And, and of course I you know, I spent some time away from it. Um most kids I would say try to find things on their own and, and the most important thing is that I was drawn back to it because it really roots me and grounds me and reminds me who I am. So so the 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 short story, which that would be another podcast probably is that through my wife, uh, through our marriage, we rediscovered Catholicism is how I would say it. And, okay. Um, and that's kind of how now we, you know, we go to Mass every Sunday, every holy day of obligation. It's an important part of our lives. We try to integrate that into our lives. So. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm interested, I'm interested in, cause you said that first. Like right. The, the things that you, when I asked you that question, the three things you said were Catholic father, and husband, and I think you put them in order on purpose. Right. Um, which we will get into. So you're saying that – so you didn't get drawn back to Catholicism until you met your wife? Right. So what's really funny is um, when we were speaking um, through email um, a few times and through text mm-hmm. and things because she was in Iowa, as you know, and I was right. um, in – Because all the 13. best people come – because all the best people come from Iowa. Yeah, well, well, just, just for the record, just because this is official, she was born in Kansas, so uh. – <laughs> But yeah, uh, so, uh, we'll claim it anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So um, we were speaking through email and, and text and things, and, and you know, I kind of had the feeling things were kind of getting more serious. And sure. this is a point where Catholicism wasn't in the forefront of my life. Uh, religion itself really wasn't. But mm-hmm. I asked her, are you Catholic, right? Like, and the mm-hmm. thing that we've talked about is why would that matter if neither of us really were living our faith? Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. But I yeah. think that it's always kind of been there. I mean, we're given graces through baptism and different things, and I think mm-hmm. that that's always there once you receive it. Um, yeah. And it has to be a willful acceptance of it. You know, you should sure. not just get it and not have a choice. I mean, everything has a choice with it. But so, you know, she was like, yes, I am, but I'm not really kind of, you know, I don't I do know. I wouldn't say I'm a good one. And I was like, well, I'm a really not good one. And so us making that journey together to rediscover it was, was huge. Um, and I think that, Beyond just saying, like, I'm Catholic, you know, Christians have a lot in common. I think yeah. our number one goal is that we all want to one day um, be saints. You know, in the Catholic Church, we call it being a saint. And mm-hmm. all that really is, is making it to heaven. That's all that really means, you know. Okay. Yeah. And so, I, I think every, every Christian has that goal in common, no matter what yeah. the denomination is. Sure, so, so, yeah. That really is at the forefront, because along with that is, I want her to, to come with. I want everyone else to make it. I think we all... Need to help each other do that, so mm-hmm. um, that's usually why. That's the first thing I say. I would probably point. Yeah, say, so. yeah. And what? So what is that? When you say you are a Catholic, aside from um, like days of obligation, going to church every Sunday, that stuff. Like, what does that really mean to you to be Catholic? Vice being like Lutheran. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah. So you know, the thing is, is like I said, you know, I. I look at it like there's there's lots of things that come with that. So, I again, I'm not trying to you know I don't ever want to slight anyone or nope, sure. real bad. No, I'm sure. This is what the, this I, is for you. The, the idea, yeah. The, the, the idea is that you know you you live your faith day to day and not just um, mm-hmm. I, and I think I could speak very very freely about how Catholics are the best ones to say that they are like like mm-hmm. I did with my wife and then have no idea what that means. Not yeah. It, and, and that sort of thing. So. For, for me though, on the other side of this now that I want to be a good representation is living it out as far as my life. So mm-hmm. helping others, you know, burying the dead, helping the sick, visiting, visiting those in prison, um, corporal works of mercy basically, you know, those, yeah. those things along with not just living like, uh, God's there on Sundays and then every other day is just the exact same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Integrating yeah. him into our lives in, in prayer and in, um, you know, just different things. I know, like. Absolutely. I, I one of one of our favorite things to do is you know get involved in the community mm-hmm. um, to really try to change things uh, mm-hmm. as much as we can and, and get others involved. So, and was that a, was was that a shift in thinking for you, or did you always think that way? No, I think it was. I think it was a, a real shift because yeah, I've, I became very self-centered and self-focused at um, you know the point of my life where I was in high school and college and things before I joined the yeah. community and even. Even when I first really joined, I mean, mm-hmm. I got caught up in a lot of the the culture of it, the drinking, the, you know, and then and, and of course, yeah. you know, I, I'm not against drinking in any way, shape, or form, um, but I think that it can obviously lead to a lot of bad things if you don't really um, know who you're friends with or know what your, your motives mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really strange, I mean, how, yeah. that, how that works out. But it was definitely very self-centered, very self-focused. Yeah. But but the thing is is that it's a stage that I went through, and I think a lot of people go through that. But yeah, it's not fulfilling, and so at some yeah. point you come to the crossroads where you say I can continue to be this way, or I can I can really um, live for others. You know, yeah. I really believe that through gift of self is how mm-hmm. we find out how and the answer to the question. You know, who are you? It's I think through gift of self we are able to find that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you so you are. Because you just talked about something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is um, you are like the prodigal son, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Like like your story, there's a reason Jesus talks in those ways, mm-hmm. um, is because that those communicate some kind of universal truth. Mm-hmm. So this is a story I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you a story about somebody who had everything, walked away from it, realized what he didn't have and came back. And it's like, oh, that story happens. We all know a million people that that happened to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, But now, so my question then out of that is, do you think that your – I don't want to say this. Do you think that your, your faith or your life was better, is better for the period of time that you sort of tried to go without God? Does that make sense? Like, no, that, you, Yeah, I. I'll okay. no, uh, Go ahead. I, I didn't want to cut you off. No, that's fine. I. When you have an answer to the question, just stop me from asking yeah, no. it because I'll just keep well, saying so the, the thing is this. So I, you know, throughout my time, um, journeying in my faith, I call it. You know, because we all work towards things. We're never. Did you ever realize? that you're there, then you have, you're have you even further off the market. Then than you're, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, I love and that. And so yeah. the way that I think of this is like uh, friends that I have who are cradle Catholics, born and raised Catholic, um, the, the, the very faithful, um, honest, you know, they do all the right things and they've always tried to. Of course, they have their own sins. Everyone does. But they're much better and never really strayed like I did. And they always kind of ask, like, what's that like to not be that way? Interesting. Um, Because they think like maybe there's experiences and things that you've learned and you're, you're maybe better for it or you're different because of it. And, and then I try to look at the coin where they're at where was all of what I did necessary. Um, Oh, yeah. And so what do you think the answer is to that? I I don't think there is a right answer for, for anyone. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that is because I, I believe fully in free will and I believe that sure. yep. you need to be able to make those decisions and you need to be able to experience things. I don't think it makes you better or worse. I think it mm-hmm. gives you a different perspective. And I think that by everyone having their own perspective and, and sharing ideas and thoughts is how everything you know, works out the best, I would say. So. Well, and it's, it speaks to the bigness of God mm-hmm. that we feel as though, and I totally agree with you, we feel as though we are able to completely walk away from him mm-hmm. and then, you know, come back and he'll still be there. You right. know that that's big love. You know what I mean? Like that is that is agape love. And for anybody listening who doesn't know what that means, that's that's for so the Greeks had four words for love. I know you know this, boss, but right. uh, had four words for love and and uh, the one they had one specifically for God love because there was no other way to describe it, and that was Agape, mm-hmm. which is totally different than the way you love your wife or the way you love your brother or the way you love me, hopefully. Uh, (laughs) Different than all of that. And that is the bigness of that is something that I I wrestle with. And it's so big. So, you know, there's a lot of precedent for this, not just in the Bible, but in life, that you can walk away from those things and then realize, like, oh, I I do really need that. It was dumb of me to ever leave and come back and he's not going to, like, hold it against you. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's that's huge. I think it's um, kind of when you when you think of, um, I'm sure a few people different have said it, but you know, uh, God doesn't get you know upset or or sick of forgiving sins. It's oh yeah, tire of it. You know, it's also yeah. tired of asking. Mm-hmm. basically how it is, and that's yeah. It, it's another thing that you know, with a million other things that we just cannot really totally grasp. You know. Yeah, because it's because that's what makes it so other. Right. You know, yeah. as much as we want to be people that are forgiving all the time, it's like, I would get tired of it probably if you were constantly screwing up, you know what I mean? Like if you were constantly messing things up or whatever, I would probably be, I would eventually the 30th or 40th time be like, Anthony, what the heck, man? Like, you know, like, let's get it together. That's the end of it. That's the end. (laughs) But instead, it's never that. It's never that.
0: No, it's never that.
1: that. And that's, it's very, um, it's very important and it's very hard to understand, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, it's necessary because we are all very <laughs> unfortunate in our decisions a lot of times, you know? I mean, yeah. there's, there's things every single day that I think about at the end of the day and I'm like, this should have been handled differently and I'm to strive to do it differently in the future. Yeah. Um, and maybe the next day or the next week it happens again and we just have to be mindful and try to, and I, it things things. Yeah, and and I, I do, do it wrong. Yeah. And I do it wrong. Things. Most of the time yeah. I just do the same dumb thing again, you know? Yeah. Um, I have a question that you if at any point you don't feel comfortable answering a question that's fine Uh, but I have a Mm -hmm. question that I think would be interesting for you and I to talk about because I think the audience for this is going to be largely not military so I think Um, we have a a unique perspective to offer people you were talking before that you kind of got caught up in like a world in which it was kind of all about you Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of stuff do you think that the military, like, like, makes us be that way if you want to be successful. I, I believe in some sense that it does. Uh, yeah. Because we, we hear that it's about uh, breaking you down and there's no individual, but yep. it's also very competitive in the idea that you want to be the best at what you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And in order to succeed in cases where, let's say it's life or limb, you have no other choice than to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes very egotistical in a way, because in order to survive or be the best, you have to really look out for number one. And you can't, you can't turn that off. You know, no. I think that's the problem. Like when you get that in your head, mm-hmm. and, and they really do drive home that the, the, very much the message of what you just said, then it's like, well, I can't then in all, in other things decide when that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do. It's just the way I think about everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, that's interesting you bring that up. I I know I was talking to a a junior sailor the other day, and um, they kind of asked me, like, you know, how how did you get to where you are? Kind of what's your story of of this and that? And, you know, I I told them, I said, a lot of the stuff that I hear people say about, you know, stepping on other people to get above them or having skills that they don't have. So you're you're an asset, um, different things. Of that nature, I told him, like, I really don't necessarily follow that school of thought. Yeah. I've been lucky that I wasn't, I would say, I mean, clearly I was self-interested, not as much as other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm at right now, and uh, it really goes counterculture to what everything kind of in Navy has been in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've done okay for myself. And so mm-hmm. um, I I try to kind of put the point home for him that, like, you can... You can do things the right way or what you perceive as being proper and, and still be successful. Um, it's a lot harder battle, and people think you're crazy at times, mm-hmm. but it still does work. Um, you, don't have still to, you don't have to play the game. There's a way to right, be successful right. without, yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah. way to put it. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is definitely more difficult, but it mm. is easier to look in the mirror and kind of be... Uh, more okay with what's going on than falling Mm -hmm. in line and doing what everyone else does. And isn't that what, I mean, so that is analogous to a lot of life most of the time, right? Like, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, and it it kind of answers the question, too, which is that you have chosen to be somebody who, what what I hear when you say that is that you've chosen to be somebody who does the right thing, regardless of whether or not, you know, it will make you successful, mm-hmm. you know? And what you've discovered, and it's kind of a wonderful message actually, what you've discovered is that in doing the right thing and not caring if you're successful, you've had success, you know? Yeah, because I mean, people, I've been very fortunate. I, I have yeah. been very fortunate mm-hmm. as well. I mean, um, yeah. I do believe I well, have. Well, you had great worked. people around you at core school. I think that's why. I think, no, I, think I could, I could <laughs> <know> Everything, <laughs> everything was, was wrong and messed up in my life. And then I went to core school, and I met I met uh, you, and I think <laughs> after that, um,
0: <laughs> I really learned
1: how to straighten things out is what I would accredit to, you know. So, but for I, those of you listening, I can fix all <laughs> your problems listening to the podcast. <laughs> That's what there we're saying. Because you charge per hour. Uh, for I therapy, did charge per hour, and it yeah. was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was. But fortunately, <laughs> my family was able to eat at the local soup kitchen. So. And ironically, no military discount.
0: Which is, know. it's very yeah. odd.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of that was kind of what set me off a little bit. But you know, I was, I was <laughs> sure there would be results. I was, so. I was sure, yeah, I was guaranteed results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Catholic father husband. So now mm-hmm. we've talked about Catholic, and we might come back mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. because these conversations, I think, will probably lead back to God, even though I don't intend them to. Sometimes. Right? They just, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about being a father. So. How many you can, can I can I can I interject real quick? Because yeah, no, go ahead. That, that came out more natural, but I would say husband second, honestly. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Where so I, I would I hear, like to delve into that as a second we'll, topic. We'll if let I'm, you. Okay, let's do that then. So, husband. So you have two wives? No, I'm just kidding. So you <laughs> have, <laughs> I just keep asking the same question regardless. You have so you have so you your wife. You met your wife. How long have you been? How long have you known your wife? So like we don't have met, to say her name or we can, I don't care. No, that's Whatever. fine. Yeah, I met her in uh, March of, She will kill me,
0: 2011.
1: Uh, no, 2011. Yeah. 2011. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I met her during March Madness um, during yeah. 2011 is the easiest way to put it. And so we yeah. are fast approaching five years as of uh, May 5th. Yeah. So we met in March, been, married in been May. Been through um, a lot for five years. Yeah, um, two children. Children, mm-hmm. one deployment, uh, and countless you know TADS and different schools mm-hmm. and training and things. So well, even when we were in Texas together, yeah, you were apart then. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And just in case somebody's anybody listening is curious, where you deployed on an aircraft carrier? Is that right? Yes, uh, the, okay. the second deployment when me and Bosa were apart was uh, um, two thousand and twelve. I think was that, does that sound that right? Um, that, that yeah, was, that would we, have to be because we were at school. Yeah, that would have kind of been yeah. So that yeah. 2012, um, and that was on the George H W Bush. Uh, it was the newest carrier; it still is, and um, it was its maiden deployment, basically. So oh, really? Um, I didn't. I don't yeah. know that I knew that. Yeah, that's amazing. yeah. So I served with a with a squadron of um, Hawkeyes, um, which are you know airborne command and control, search and mm-hmm. rescue, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was part of a. Uh, squadron i wasn't ship's company but we we would go on aircraft carriers so yep yep and you again i don't know if people will be interested in this but you were like you were an az was that right yeah i was an aviation yeah. um administration and so i basically yeah. handled records and logs for the aircraft books. Mm-hmm. um but but beyond that um i worked as the squadron corpsman uh because yeah. i you know had some prior medical knowledge and then uh, I also was a plane captain and worked on the flight deck and did other things like that. So. Yeah, well, I think we all, for those of you listening who have not been in the military and never have any intention of being, I am here to tell you, you just kind of do whatever they tell you to do. It Absolutely. doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't really Show matter on, what your job is. Yeah. And, Show up on time, wear the right uniform, and then do what yeah. they tell you. And you right place, in right mattress. time, right uniform. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly right. So did you? Um, did you always want to be a husband? Did you think you would always get married? And no, that, that was stuff? the furthest thing in my mind. Actually. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. Yeah. Say, so was. say more about that. That's interesting. So, uh, again, it goes back to that whole, like, kind of living in the moment type um, self-care yeah. thinking. Um, but I do remember um, when I when I saw her and I started talking to her that immediately I knew that everything I was living or believing at the time was completely crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just kind of had that moment of knowing. Um, It was very strange for me because uh, that didn't make sense. But I will tell you that that was the first time in my life I realized that you shouldn't ever have a certain opinion and keep that. You should always be willing to uh, consider other options, let's say, or be open-minded about things. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think if you go through life as an ebullient uh, person and you don't, uh, ever Good word. Good word, be, dude. Be open to Good anything. Good word. That's a great then, I, then I think what happens is, is, is really, yeah, you're not really living life to the fullest because you should be able to grow and change, and that's what yeah. people who really do great things can do, um, if they can... And it's not being, um, you know, wishy-washy or flip-floppy or superfluous or anything like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just being able to be very flexible and, and understanding that you don't always know the best thing. and Be pliable, man. You know? It's very it's very um, humbling in a way to realize oh, you're wrong. Oh, sure. Yeah, but but humbling, to be able yeah. to not just realize you're wrong, right, and then continue yeah. on, but to change. Yeah, but definitely. But oh, for the better. Yeah. Definitely. I was definitely not, not. That was not on my radar, I would say. And so, but then, and tell me, you know, say if this isn't right, but you met somebody that made you uh, rethink all the things you thought you knew about yourself, even. Completely. Yeah, like. absolutely. Yeah. Jack, That's that. pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's obviously uh, life-changing, uh, you know, like I said. And yeah. We'll talk about later with the, with the father part. But Yeah, for sure. So what made you – was it just like right away would you say you felt that or was it over a period of time? Or was I there think just it was something. Well, it, so it's, it's kind of a combination of the two. It, was, it yeah. was an initial reaction that I had when I met her and then kind of the trying to <laughs> rationalize and talk yourself down – Oh um, sure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But then, I, but yeah. then again, I came no, back I do. To it. Yeah, I do. I know. What you mean. Yeah, and I came back to it, and I thought to myself, like, you're an idiot to not accept what you're presented with. Yeah, and to yeah. try to make the best of it. Um, and so that was really what kind of, you know, drove what I was what I was trying to do at that time. And so it was an initial response, and then because of the, the distance, we weren't exactly around each other all the time. Sure. That um, I had to learn to grow to appreciate it. I would say. Yeah. And I, you know, what's funny is that, um, my girlfriend and I, we spent the first months of our relationship apart also. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's something to that. Mm -hmm. I I think when you can only, and she and I have talked about this, I don't think it's like a secret when you can only talk to each other, Mm -hmm. you really, it just changes how your relationship like starts and how things develop and stuff, because you just, you have to, like, get into knowing each other. You have to ask all these, like, weird, dumb questions that you would never think to ask. Uh, <laughs> right, a lot yeah. of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, because yeah. that's all you have. All we have is just talking to each other or texting or whatever. So it makes it no, a lot of How else did you know that her favorite uh, flower is the hibiscus? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose isn't, Vaughn? Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that, true. That, that, that's That's how I know that. So yeah, finish. that's a fair point. Yeah, it's just so a default. When, so when you were, gr- so backtrack for me a little bit. When you were growing up, did you weren't like, cause I remember growing up and I was like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I remember thinking that. Did you think that as a kid or do you remember? I thought as a child and a, and a, a teenager and a college student and same famous <laughs> the first three years, four years that, um, I will never be married. I will never have children. I will just kind of. Yeah, uh, play it as I as I want to, and then I can do whatever I want, and I don't really have to worry about anyone else. And do you think that's? Be- and feel free not to answer this. Do you think that's because your parents weren't together? Um, it may have had something to do with it because it definitely created a unique dynamic. I mean, I'm not yeah, I'm not special because I'm a child of divorce. I mean, it's very common, unfortunately. But unfortunately, I do believe fact, that yeah. that combined with um, the, the nature of my my mother's curse that she went to was was not. Um, you know, my children grow up, let's say, and they want to be uh, non-denominational. Um, that's that's not, I mean, I'm not going to lose my mind and be upset. Um, sure. But in, in this case, I mean, if this was a place that appeared on Oprah. Um, they oh, had really? Away, they had to run away because of financial misdealings. I mean, there was a lot going on there. So that mm, that drove yeah. me away from that idea a lot. Um, yeah, and then, you know, and, and there's a whole other dynamic with the Catholic scandal as well. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah. Uh, and, and I deal with that now as a Catholic. But did I'm you see, in, I'm sorry, did you see that movie Spotlight? I did not. I've got it uh, on my list of things to do. So I'm going to tell you what, uh, and then we'll get back to talking about what we were talking about. You should see it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it really puts a face on, I, in my opinion, I don't think it demonizes the Catholic Church. Right. I think that it really you just step back from that with a sense of like, oh, I had no idea mm-hmm. how how deep this went. Right. You know, right. or how right. many people it touched. Right. And it's it's more just your heart breaks for like the victims of it than it does like I don't, I didn't walk away from things like that 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 damn Catholic church. You know, <laughs> I I didn't come I didn't come away with that. I just came away with like, boy, that's sad. You know. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely on my list of things to do. Um, yeah. And, I, and it's a good, thing it's is, a good one. Yeah. I, I, I like to look at all those kinds of things uh, and, you know, yeah. try to be as objective as I can. So I want to dig into it. Yeah. And it made me just want to, it made me feel bad almost because I was like, oh, I should have known more about this. Like, how did mm-hmm. I not know? Yeah. Um, okay. So you never wanted to be a father or you never want to be a father. We'll get into that. You never wanted to be a husband. Right. And then you meet... I keep all the saying your name. You meet your wife and everything becomes different. How long were you dating before you got married? Because I don't well, remember We in March. March. Right. And we were married that July. Did people call you crazy for that? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. People thought I was insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was at a very critical point in my life. And I think that we both. Kind of jumped into it, but at the same time we were going to be committed and have a, a like a crazy shot at doing the right thing and doing mm, it short. It was yes. now that was yeah. now, that was that's what I'd like to call the uh, and again I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I, I nope. call that the con- contractually obligated to take care of each other until we no longer feel that we want to day. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really what it was. It was it was a civil ceremony where legally we could file taxes together. Um, you know, we could live in the state of North Dakota without retribution. Um, yeah. They actually, until just recently, they had a law here where you couldn't <laughs> cohabitate, uh, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they but did, they actually, really? <laughs> yeah, they actually did. Uh, and it was, it was, it was, what they said was it was on a principle that the idea is that things should still be a certain way. I thought. Um, it's a whole other world up there, man. It's well, and it, the thing is, though, is it, it touches on the point that you made about the distance and things. Is, yeah. Um, When we later got married in the Catholic Church, and to me that's an actual marriage because it was Mm -hmm. in front of the church and God. And when was that? How much later was that? That That that? was uh, when I returned from deployment. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! And that was so that was the one that was May fifth, but that was was three years ago. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't even do it? Yeah. Okay, I got you. Because I was deployed, and then Mm -hmm. after that we had to try to plan everything, and then of course. Um, yeah, and you, you had to also lot. do do the pre-marriage courses and all the different yeah. things that they, the church requires um, yeah. to have a sacramental marriage. so yeah. Full mass? Was it a full yes, mass? It yes, it, it was. It was a full mass. So it took an hour and a half. Uh, it was probably, <laughs> I would say an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes probably. Yeah, that's about that's about right for yeah. a, a wedding and a full mass. Um, yeah, yeah. Which for those of you listening, just I'm trying to be conscious of the fact that this is a podcast, for those of you listening, what that means basically is there's a, there's a wedding and then there's church. Yeah, the it's like, it's kind <laughs> like of, the wedding is just thrown into it, kind of. Like. Yeah, the wedding. The, think of the wedding, like if you've ever been to a church, you're not Catholic, but you've been to like a just a non denomination church. They have like special music or something in the middle. It's like <laughs> that, but it's a wedding. Right, <laughs> like right. A Thirty exactly, minutes. Yeah. It's like a thirty-minute ceremony, and then church happens around it. Which, hey, to be honest with you, I actually kind of like the idea of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think the I point of it though, there. again, the point of it is to, to remind you that it's it's not about you know you're not there for for you you're there to glorify yeah. God. and that's so. the, that's why I like it. I think I like the spin yeah, of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I will be honest with you, boss. I don't particularly care for sitting in church for almost two hours. But <laughs> I once, this is a tangent, but I, I was in a wedding that was Catholic, and I was like I was standing up in it, and we got there. That day, and there were chairs for the bride and groom to sit down in, like up yeah. front. And I was like, "Oh, that that doesn't bode well. <laughs> That's not a good sign." It's like See? if they know, like, we better put some chairs up here because this thing's going to take a while. That's not. They should have allowed you to sit in the front pew. Is what they should have done. I, I did. We did. We got to sit okay. down in the front pew. The bride and groom had to sit in these chairs that were just like awkwardly in the middle of the. Yeah, this, it's funny because I now feel like the guy. I'm self conscious because I feel like the guy whose wedding that was is going to listen to this and be like. That was <laughs> Um, but that's okay. I will tell we're you, navigating he, he that. I, I will tell you, he didn't. Uh, it doesn't sound like it was a Latin mass because Latin, uh, it's a little bit longer. Nobody yeah. understands it, and you actually can heal most of it. So you he, actually got it easy. Can I ask you a question? Do you mm-hmm. like that the Latin mass? the Latin mass? Yeah, absolutely. Or do you still go? Um, you do. So what do you like yeah. about it? I'm cu- I'm very curious about that. I I think what's very, I guess, it, it just seems much more uh, natural and much more beautiful in a way. Hmm. And okay. I like the idea that in Latin there are words that they use that we have no translation to. That's true. Um, yeah, and it and it seems to be more true to the. And I, I understand it was you know originally Aramaic or you know whatever the Hebrew tongue may have been at the time. Would have, uh, yeah, Aramaic. I, I think is right. I get yeah. that. I understand that. But the Latin has more words that describe and, and accurately portray what it is. That's why you know they changed a lot of the. And also with you. To and with your spirit, because mm-hmm. it was a very bad translation. So I like that it's more um, accurate, and I like the fact that a lot of the prayers are said by the priest on behalf of the people, and so it's not really like we're all there to do this on behalf of ourselves, it's kind of back to our Jewish roots, where the priest offers the sacrifice on our behalf, mm-hmm. and we're their mm-hmm. presence. So mm-hmm. it's just a very beautiful thing. It's completely different. Um, and that could be a whole podcast, honestly, because there's a lot yeah, to say there it. that it sounds that way, yeah. yeah. I, I have been, um, as, as someone who's not Catholic, nor have I ever been, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not a, I was once Catholic and I changed. I, I've just right, never right. been that. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'm Lutheran, which, I guess I'm Lutheran, which is the... <laughs> I don't know, you know, you've known me for a long time, you know that I, th- those kind of things, those kind of labels I'm not so interested in, but um, right, right. I'm, I'm just interested in why, because clearly, see, to me, I look at a lot of that stuff and I'm like, we, you, it's easy to tend, like, uh, just kind of cast that aside and be like, wow, the Catholic Church is outdated and, you know, those people, they must not care, they must not be thinking about it or whatever, mm-hmm. and yet I've met you, who is a very intelligent, thoughtful person who thinks about all this stuff, yeah. and um, uh, it's so important to so many people that I look and I go, there must be something there, because if <laughs> there wasn't something there, the Catholic Church would not exist still. Right. You know, I, I think so, a lot of that, I think a lot of that calls to the the idea that you know um, the 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 doctrine cannot change and it should. Yeah. Yeah. And so being called outdated or not with it in a way is almost a compliment because. We, we, we should be countercultural mm-hmm. in a way. Do you worry about getting, th- about, uh, do you worry about being too comfortable though at all? Like, do you, no. do you worry that, that everything gets too set in its ways or is that not a, not a bad thing? No, because I think that, that um, there's always something new to possibly look at, look at something in, a new way to, mm-hmm. to try to understand something. Yeah. But foundationally, I don't think that necessarily changes things. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, and I, but it's the thing well is, said. is that yeah. um, you know the the thing is, is you know, that, like I said, that's and you agree, you know, it's kind of like a, a whole separate podcast, all honestly, because there's a lot to that. I mean, there's two thousand yeah. years worth of history, and a lot of it. You know, I mean, I've I've been called the you know the bigot and the the hate and all this, and it, you know, mm. and the thing is, is it's if if you actually get to sit down with somebody and talk to them about why things are the way that they are, that we believe the way that they are, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's, they're, it's like you're. they might not agree with you, but they don't think you're a crazy person, you know? It's yeah, kind of I like think that's being an, being an important atheist. distinction. That's an important well, distinction, yeah. Yeah, because talking to an atheist, um, they might think you're crazy simply for believing in yeah. God, right? But yeah. if you can kind of explain to them why you do personally, they might not think you're a crazy person, they're, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to still agree with you, but at least they won't think you're a nutcase. Yeah, and I think that what's important – I'm positive I've said something like this, you before. But what is important is being – it's finding spaces where we can sit down and have those discussions without having to feel like I have to change your mind. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there, yeah. there's something valuable. Something comes out of sitting down and be like, tell me what you think, and I'll tell you what I think. Right. And we'll leave here and we'll all still be friends. We won't. I won't sit here and get mad that you don't agree with me. Yeah, you and know, the, I, the big point yeah. of that, too, is that you shouldn't have to – with everyone on everything all the time. Definitely that's true. Yeah. That's called boring. But Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> called boring. Right. That's well said. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we should find a way to have common ground in the idea that, you know, yeah, we all, we all are, like, speaking for Christians, we all are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And we should have respect for that basic principle. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said I wouldn't go completely insane if my children... Left the church one day and tried to explore yeah. other other ways of Christianity and things. You know that that's that's a possibility. Um, yeah, but, uh, trying to to guide them in the right direction is, is the best I can probably yeah. try to do. I mean, that's pretty big, by the way, that you've made peace with that. That might happen, and you're okay with it. That's, well, that's, like that's said, pretty significant, like, I think. But like I said earlier, though, I'm I'm a preacher of free will, and so I believe that you you really? have free will and you need to use it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as, as like even a you know, husband or a father, to accept the fact that all you can try to do is the best you can do, and, yeah. and you have to be able to accept the fact that you know it's yeah. what's going to happen from other people's perspective is going to happen. You can try, but you know, I mean, it's, it's up to them ultimately to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I just going somewhere back to what you said earlier, but I can't remember exactly. What you said. That's okay. That happened. Uh, <laughs> I I can imagine people are going to say that a lot on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. Interestingly enough, one of the theologians I've been reading a lot of lately who is just blowing my mind is a Catholic bishop. His name is Richard Rohr. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. heard of Richard Rohr. Mm -hmm. Um, Just fantastic stuff. Mm -hmm. That really has given me an appreciation for the fact that, um, you know, uh, truth – it's it I, I say it like this and it sounds dumb, but you'll get what I mean. Game recognizes game. You know, people say yeah. that. And yeah. it's like truth truth recognizes truth, man. Like no matter yeah. where it comes from, it's like that's mm. true. That resonates with me. That touches me in that place, like Rob Bell says, like that touches you in that place between your heart and your spine that we call the soul. Like that touches me right in there, you know, and it mm. uh that truth has been he this guy, super Catholic, obviously, if that's mm-hmm. the thing. And just been hitting me with all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's all stuff I thought, or puts together thoughts for me. And that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty exciting. Not just because he's Catholic, it's exciting regardless. But it's interesting to me as somebody who has been very not Catholic for my yeah. entire life. Well, I mean, that I'm like, oh, yeah, look at that. Like there is, a, there is a part of the Catholic Church that's doing this theology and thinking these way, these, this way, and I didn't think that existed. You know? Well, the thing is, is, like I said, I go back to the fact, you know, you, you talk to most people who say they're Catholic, they're, they're Catholic in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. Just because you went to Catholic school doesn't that's mean... That's true. Isn't that. that so true? Yeah. But, but what's interesting, though, is why do they have that, that urge to identify themselves that way? Why say I've it? I've been trying to... Yeah, if exactly. it makes no difference, that's a good question. That's a really that's good question. question. Why that's even that's say a, it if it doesn't matter to you? Yeah, no, and I would like to delve into that at some point um, in the future because I don't, I don't really have an answer for that. But I will say this. That's if you interesting. Have if I can make two recommendations for you, um, just just on a good reading, mm-hmm. uh, is and to the listener, of, listen up, everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, Theology <laughs> of the Body uh, by Pope mm-hmm. John Paul II. Okay, um, that theology of the body. I would recommend having a dictionary with you and a thesaurus <laughs> um, because that. it's. I mean, and, and it's just it's. I mean, the thing is, you know, you get a doctorate. You know, I mean, these, these guys are very intelligent. Uh, oh yeah, Saint Augustine, Saint Augustine, those kinds of things. Um, I wrote. I wrote that in my notebook. By the way, Pope J P two. Yeah, that's exactly what we call. Him. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That should be. Yeah. If that's not true, they really missed out on the marketing thing. No, absolutely. It's uh, we Pope, Pope uh, It's Saint Pope John Paul II. I believe is what they say because Saint is obviously most important because you've you've hopefully made it to heaven at that point. And, uh, Pope Pope will well, come next because you've led the Catholic faith and then. John Paul, you know whatever name you pick, I guess. I gotta you tell know, you, if if JP two isn't in heaven, I think we're all screwed. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's you know? so, like, if that, so that guy would, didn't get in, oh, yeah. Wow. So that that's one I would definitely recommend is um, theology of the body. Like I said, it's a very deep read. Uh, my priest kind of laughed at me when he heard I was reading it because he was like, "Dude, I read the the reader's digest version of that." <laughs> and, then, um, and then the other one, the second one I would recommend is uh, Confessions uh, by Saint Augustine. I, that I have read. read that in yeah, and that's, yeah. that's a phenomenal piece of reading yeah. there. Um, I read most it, of it in college. In case I didn't, my professors listening to this blog, or this blog, this podcast. I read, yeah. I read most of it. <laughs> of that, for sure. But no, those two, those two are definitely highly recommended by me. Um, yeah. So, you read, so you, you read that stuff because you're, because you're curious about this? Yes, absolutely. You're very absolutely. curious about this. Because most people, people wouldn't would, take something like that on. No, 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 most people are going to sit down and read Augustine by themselves. You know what I mean? Here's what differentiates me from what I believe is the quote-unquote cafeteria Catholic or the... Yeah. uh, The fact that I don't believe that religion and and belief is something that you just... You get and then you're okay. You need to be... You you said are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? No. I'm not because I always want to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. I always want to learn more to... You know, we both happen to be... Fans of the greatest football team the world's ever known, um, the, that the, is the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. and if anyone listening what? to this disagrees, you can shut it off right now. I don't <laughs> want you are listening to my podcast. <laughs> so what I think is, if I can dedicate three hours a Sunday to the Green Bay Packers, then I shouldn't just go to mass on Sundays and call it good. That's a good, that's that is such a good point. That but really I mean, is. but realistically though, that's that's yeah. The
0: you know, yeah. If, if you're a, if
1: you want to go to PA school, um, you want to just. Go to PA school, get your degree, be a PA, and then just right. never study or learn again. That's right. Exactly. Well, it's absolutely. why I'm doing. It's why I'm doing this. Yeah. It's absolutely. why I do this podcast because I, so I'm curious about all that stuff, and so I don't want to stop learning about it. I want to talk to people about it. To know? challenge yourself. to yeah, yeah. Continually grow and to learn is very important. Yeah. I have a. I have this theory, and I want to get to. I don't care how long this is. Do you have a time at which you need to leave? Um, I don't know. I I I don't believe so. I mean I'm just I'm okay. sitting in my garage right now. Okay. <laughs> That's by the way, this is the kind of professional production we're doing over here. Um yeah. I had this theory, I heard this once and I've always wanted to put it out there and now I'm I'm going to because I think it's interesting, which is that um I was doing I did uh improv in high school and the three rules of improv are always say yes always be moving forward and pay attention, listen, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I have come to believe that like, that's, that's life. You know what I mean? Like pay attention, say yes, move forward, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And there's something to what you just said, which is that I, that resonates with me, which is the always be moving forward. I think Mm -hmm. that that, that aligns with what you just told me, which is that we have to continually be making progress in some way. And if we're not doing that, then what are we doing it for? Yeah. And I think that translates to—I want to say like everything. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, like we really were just does, talking so. about, like why not get better? Why not get smarter? Uh, I work out, I run and stuff. It's like why not want to? Why not want to be stronger? Why not run a faster? It's 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 similar to that, which is like why stop? Yeah, it, 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 why stop? And, and until it's—and I, I there's not enough of that. I think we both agree. There's not enough curiosity and. In religion, I think. Well, here's what I think: if you can't challenge yourself continually, and you can't learn, and you can't grow, then how do you know that there's not something else out there? Um, yeah. That's why, I, that's why I'm open to conversations with, with atheists, with um, you know anybody of any denomination of any faith. I mean,
0: I've you know, had some I've of the
1: best conversations about God with people who claim not to believe in God. No, absolutely. for sure I have.
0: For absolutely, sure. yeah.
1: just because they don't believe in a, in God or in a God. Doesn't mean that they don't have something to offer, or they don't exactly. have some exactly. truth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at you know like the way that the way that you look at it is like every every Christian church has some truth. Yep. there may be some things that they don't agree on, but they all have some truth. I mean, yes, yep. that's you know, and you 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 can always get new input or perspective uh, on totally agree. from someone, and to shut yourself down to that is stupid. But I really believe that, um, and I I don't claim to be a good Catholic. I try to be. I strive to be. Mm-hmm. But, but by learning and by reading and by challenging myself and my family, we grow together, and hopefully, like I said, we, we, we can one day make it. I mean, yeah. Um, one of the things that, that, that I remember most, I think men are very visual creatures, is that we sat There's down for one of our classes uh, with the pre Canaan stuff with the priest, and he drew a triangle, and he, on the, the left leg he said, here's you, on the right leg he said, here's your wife, and on the top is God, and he said, as you grow together... You get closer mm. to God. You know what I mean, and you help yeah, each other do that. Yeah. You help each other do that. That's the whole point of marriage. And so I like the I visual of like, that. That's really good. I, I yeah, like and that. like I said, for men, I, you know, you have to kind of draw it out and see it. But I really believe that's true, and, and I, I struggle every day with it because, yeah. again, I don't think that any of us so are perfect. And um, right. if I don't work at it, then I become a, a, a dirtbag husband, basically. Right. I look at it. That's such a, by the way, the dirt bag is such a Navy term. But yeah, like, I know. I've realized, I've realized in my life now being out that I'm like, Oh, nobody says that. Like, well, I think it's a harsh term. It's very harsh. If you call it is very that, harsh, yeah. In civilian life, it would be like, I can't believe you called me that. Uh, as a sailor, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, dirtbag. are you know? I would love to have a podcast with you. Just, and I'm going to bring on, like, I want to just have it be like a conference call with everybody I know in the military and just have a military podcast. That
0: That'd be fantastic.
1: It. I'm just interested in that. But so, okay, so in the interest of, so you answered, for those of you, I almost said if you're just joining us, which makes no sense because (laughs) it's a podcast. This isn't a radio show. What am I talking about? So your answer to this was Catholic husband. Um, I'll reorder it for you. Catholic husband and then father. So let's talk about father. Mm -hmm. So did you – So my guess is that you didn't always want to be a father. Yeah, I don't like kids, so next topic. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what if you did what if you really just shut up? You're like, I don't want to talk about it, I don't The way that I looked at it was this way, is that I don't have the skills necessary to successfully raise a child. Yeah. And to yeah. be you know, and, and the state of things when you when you look at things very negatively is like why why waste your time? Why bring somebody into the world and why you know, that, that kind of just that resonates, um, yeah, for yeah, sure. And the, but the thing yeah. is is like, you know, Really, like, it, nothing's going to change if you don't work for the better, and I don't think that having children is a bad thing. I think that that, along with marriage, is what leads you to be more selfless, and that, that's why it's, it's an important thing. Um, and, of course, you know, participating with God in the act yeah. of creation is, is, is something, again, that we can't grasp. Um, mm-hmm. And so, initially, just didn't have a very great taste in my mouth for it, um, and then,
0: because you yeah, thought you
1: were because you thought you were underqualified, is that is well, that answer? That was definitely one reason. Um, yeah. I kind of thought like, "There's no way I can do this." But yeah, I really think. Was. By the way, I think everybody feels that way. Yeah, no, but, but when I you think. feel that way, though, it's kind of like yeah. when you're a kid. No one knows how I feel. Poor me. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, That's they do. True. Everybody feels yeah. that way. They just don't talk about it. So I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those things that I quickly got over because through my wife, I realized like that is a very fulfilling. And important thing to do. Uh, yeah, and because, and because uh, you know, as a great United States citizen, I believe in taxpayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we talked about before that you are trying to fix the New York Mets also. So we'll- Yeah, well I mean somebody's gotta do it and it sure isn't coming from the, the GM or the front office. So Hey listen, you guys beat the Cubbies. I don't want to make this a sports thing, but you guys did beat us in the playoffs. So I don't know yeah. what you have to yeah. complain about really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you have to complain about. That really was world colliding. I can't believe we didn't talk more during that time. That was Yeah, well it was very right. it was very it was very tense. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we would have anything nice to say to each other.
0: Probably, probably not, but that's pretty normal. normal.
1: That's par for the course. So. Yeah. So you have, you have two kids. Everybody listening to you have a third one on the way. Like. Yeah, two boys. Uh, One's three, one is just over one, and the next baby will be due in September, and he or she, um is already very loved, I would say. Why are you... Oh, I like that. Are you, you, uh, you going to find out the gender, do you think? We are. Our, our, our commitment to each other is to find out the sex of the baby until we have a boy and a girl, because we have nothing for girls right now. Oh, that's um, a good... Yeah, that's good. That's very pragmatic of you. Once we have a girl say, well, um, along with boys, then it will just be a surprise, because at that point it won't really matter if the baby is healthy. It doesn't really fine. matter now, Except for the material things that we need to, um, you, need take to care of yeah, exactly. you need to prepare the so, baby. Yeah, exactly. just practice. Yeah, so we will find out until we have one of each. So. Do you? How many? Two, to half answers. How many? Yeah. Do you know how many kids you want to have? We actually have talked at length about how we aren't going to put a number limit on it. Oh, okay. We don't really. I like that. That's different. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, is like we we really believe in openness to life. Mm-hmm. And we really believe in the theology and the, the the teachings that we've read and we've studied very thoroughly. Um, that that's it's really a beautiful thing. I mean, I mm-hmm. really think it is. And you know, uh, I I came from a family kind of smaller. As far as I had a brother and a sister that I grew up with, and Darcy only had the one brother, so um, we kind of want it to be crazy and chaotic during the holidays. Because <laughs> kind of, yeah, I like really, that. But that's really no, what's like fun that. about it. Yeah, you know it. what I mean? And yeah, so, yeah, um, and so, yeah we, we've not put a, you know, like a number on it. Um, we, we don't practice uh, contraception. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we have natural family planning, which we've taken. Yeah. Um, which, which is a way to regulate uh, births in certain cases of severe illness or, you know, um, God forbid, cancer situations or things of that nature. Right. Right. Um, but, again, that would be something that I would delve into, you know, with a more like, say, Catholic, talking to whoever-type themes. So you went from, this is a pretty significant transition, I think. You went mm-hmm. from somebody who never thought in a million years you would be married, let alone be married and have children. Mm-hmm. To Somebody who is married and has two kids will have three by before the year is over. Mm-hmm. And is open to the possibility of having as many as, feels as dictated by life or God or whatever people want to call that energy. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you think? That's pretty huge, right? Do you ever think about that? that How much you've changed? Yeah, I do. And I'm, I'm very, again, I'm going to point back to the fact that I I learned that it's okay to change your mind on things. Um, yeah, definitely. I think openness, openness is the theme of this conversation, I think. Right, and and within yeah. that, I look at it the same way. as openness to life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I because like that. Yeah. because it's really the same idea. And uh, I tell you that the way that I see it is that the the more the more I give of myself, I truly am able to find who I am. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean. And so yeah, with your children, say more about that. Yeah, I want to hear you say more about that. I like that. Well, and you know, whether it's my marriage, whether it's my my job, whether it's my uh, my children. I mean, it just it's it's one of those things that you really come to find yourself um, and you yeah. really find joy when you're able to do some, even if they're small things. I mean, I yeah. try to spend a lot of time helping out in the community and doing different things volunteer wise and, um, you know, doing men's groups with the parish and being mm-hmm. involved in the Knights of Columbus, raising money for people that have kidney diseases and just anything I can try to find um, to do to give to others, to sacrifice itself self yeah. really is is where you find yourself and that course that mm-hmm. and that's that's where it really like you said it's not even a religious thing necessarily because I'm mm-hmm. an atheists that that believe the same thing absolutely yeah but they just don't absolutely. attach that to god but i yeah. believe that in my openness to to reading and educating myself that's where yeah. i find that, that inside of us inside of us that comes from
0: and i so totally
1: that, i totally agree with that I could not agree I've met atheists that are far better Christians than than some Christians. Yeah, what I mean? Absolutely right. I love. And it's okay to say that. I totally agree with that. that. It totally is okay with that because because it goes back to what we talked about earlier. See, now you're getting me all fired up about something that I'm very passionate about. But Mm -hmm. it it goes back to talking about what we said earlier, which is that that to say that if you feed a homeless person Mm -hmm. and you call it a Christian act, Mm -hmm. and somebody who claims to be an atheist feed the homeless person, maybe the same homeless person. Although I don't know why we're giving that person two meals right away. Right. back back. Little yeah. yeah, right? What's their deal? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if they feed the same homeless person and don't call it a Christian act, but that's somehow not good. I think right. that limits God's bigness. Yeah, And, and, and what were we talking about before? Big love, man. Don't yeah, put it in a box. It's very closed-minded. It's very foolish. And it, it, it doesn't do foolish. any good for anyone because good yeah. acts are good acts, whether they're tied to God or they're just from somebody who just thinks that it's the right thing to do. Absolutely you know, good, right. Good on them I for that. that. Um, I hope that they come to find, to know you know, where I think I've I, I found and I know. And if they don't, I mean, it doesn't mean that they have one, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't have a chance like I do. I mean, it's certainly, I would hope, helps me in this case. But you know what I hope, you know what I hope, boss, I hope that that they find out that what they're doing is a part of something bigger.
0: That's what I want, Mm
1: -hmm. because then they plug in with people who have the same. And I don't mean to start preaching. I'm not going to do that, but I'm (laughs) going to have to fight. I'm going to have to fight that urge, I think, on all these podcasts. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to fight the urge to just monologue about this stuff, but that they find out that they're a part of something that's like bigger that's going on. So they understand that, you know, I go feed home with people. It seems like I don't make a difference, really. It seems like we're not making any progress. and you find out, like, oh, plug into this network of people that are doing all this stuff because they believe real change can happen. Yeah. And I think that if there's a message, you know, I'm, now I'm preaching, but I, I apologize. But, now, you know, I think that this, the message of Christianity is really that, like, hey, man, change is possible. So yeah. believe that you can do all these things. Because if you believe that, if we start from a place you're like, you know what, I'm going to come out and I'm going to make a difference, and that difference can really happen, that's that's big. That's a bigger well, shift in thinking for a lot of people. There's two things that I really wanted to hit, um, that mention, I would say, hit on and mention is one of no, them was... We were, we you were came in with an agenda. agenda. You came in with an no, agenda. No, 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 no. I knew I, it. No, I I'm just kidding. <laughs> one thing is, uh, you know, sometimes people say things and they stick with you, and you just kind of take that with you. And... One of them was a conversation we actually having down in uh, Fort Sam Houston. We were all sitting around uh, drinking a few beers. Um, I don't, are, are you the type of Protestant that can drink? I don't want to offend I am. Or, I am. I okay. am. That's fine. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm not even being facetious because some. No, I hear you. Yeah. I understand. Um, yeah. So We were having a few beers, and we were all sitting around outside the exchange or whatever it was. And, and I remember I made some really negative comments, and I was being very facetious and very... You know you know how I was, and I do yeah, still have a very sure. twisted sense of humor. But you made the yeah. comment that nothing will change because of beliefs like that. Oh, well, I said that really? Yeah, Oh, you literally said straight out, like, that's the reason things can't change, is because people say things like that or believe things like that. Oh, wow. Something to that effect. But that actually yeah. stuck with me, and and that was a good thing. It's very yeah. blunt, and it's very straightforward. But in in a sense, it's, it's completely true. That really uh, and I've actually... That hung with you, huh? I I appreciate that. No, I've mentioned that to several people, actually. It comes in, you know... It comes in the conversations quite a bit, but it's very true, you know? Well, you want to talk about that. So then, to track that back, you want to talk about the bigness of God. It's like, that's something that I don't remember saying, Mm -hmm. but it made all the difference. And that got us to the place where we are both, like, fighting the same war. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's... We're like, oh, I could... I. I think. How do I say this? I don't want to sound insulting or demeaning to anybody who's Catholic, who's listening to this podcast. But I do want to say this: you, my friend, are. I, I appreciate your openness, and, and the the way with the way that you approach things with the possibility that you could be proven wrong. I think that's pretty cool,
0: and well,
1: exactly. I. And, don't you? Yeah, you do, and we both know that, but I don't think that's a... It's not common. I don't think... Yeah, that common. doesn't pervade, like, especially religion, because I think no, people because, come and they want they want assurances. Yeah, well, I've seen firsthand when, you know, the... the, the what do they call them? The Mormons, I think it's... The Mormons came around, and they, they offered me their book, and they wanted to talk to me, and I invited them into my home, and I was going to make them dinner. We were speaking very openly and they saw that we didn't agree eye-to-eye, but they didn't want to discuss it any further, and they left, and they never came back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, and I would never want to be in that situation where I will not say that I can never be friends with anyone because of their personally held beliefs. I don't think that's good for anyone. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that you and I probably would have disagreed about a lot of things, or we did disagree about a lot of things when we met, mm -hmm. as far as, like, this stuff goes. No, absolutely, but I also believe that... Um, you, like I said, again, everybody has something to offer. Everybody has more mm-hmm. than that, you know, and you have to be able to find that. And totally and, agree. Uh, nowadays, you don't have open, honest discussions, and then people walk away better for it. You have slandering and and yeah. and, mud-slinging and then nobody ever wants to talk to each other again, which is exactly. absolutely nothing, and you tells only nothing. become more stuck in your own points, which, yeah. again, we're back to where we were, and that's useless. So you said there were two things. One of which was made me feel good about myself, which is something I said to you. What was the other thing? What was so, the other thing you wanted to mention? So uh, it would really be the way it would be. How I would wrap up what we've kind of talked about. That's fine. I think we're, and, we're, it feels like we're coming to that point anyway. Yeah, no, and that's fine. And so the thing is, is that the, the other thing that I like to hit with is I've really noticed that I do a lot of, I do a lot of facilitating and training. Um, I'm always picked to do indoctrination courses for the, the command I'm with. Sure. Yeah. The new sexual assault prevention training, which they only do once every five years, right? Is that what it is? Or is it every I think week, so. every, every every month they do. <laughs> is it, or or once every five days. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's the other thing, military that people won't get, but we can get into that later. So yeah, and it's this, and it's 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 the idea that everyone, every single person, you know, is created as as a good person. Regardless of... Now, I'm not saying that there's not mental disease or defect that can... No, I understand. Yeah. But every person is created to do good. Yep. And we Mm -hmm. choose. We choose what we do. Just like I really believe that I choose. I choose to love my wife every day. If Mm -hmm. I didn't have a choice in the matter, it wouldn't even be worth anything. Yeah. Because I have no other point. And we'll get into... Yeah. Hopefully this isn't the last of our conversations. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. So... The idea, though, is that everyone's created to do good, and everyone has worth and value. Yeah. No matter what their handicap is, no matter what their... Yeah, is, yeah. And I really, truly believe that everyone has this intrinsic value, and that... We you, were, you, used a, you used a very theology-major word right there. Which, well, which is, I mean... But, we have but I, I like it, though, yeah. No, you, you, have you have to treat people with respect and dignity yeah. simply because they are a human person. Mm-hmm. I try to live my life by that every single day with people I don't agree with. Because they exist. With people I don't agree with. With people I I vehemently disagree with. They still deserve to be treated with respect and dignity because they are a human person and they have intrinsic value. Yeah. And that's really... That's fantastic. And you said that, by the way, without saying God, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that I... I, Because it would be easy for us, for people like us, to say things like, will God put this in you? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've found lately that I want to shy away from that language and just say what you just said, you articulated it very sort of beautifully, which is that because you are a human being, mm-hmm. there's something about, you you know, not, and we understand, I think that, you know, I believe that's because God puts love in you. Um, mm-hmm. which is the way I'm choosing to say that now, instead of God loves you, which is a whole other thing that we can talk about. But, right. um, that we understand that, but we don't have to say it that way. Well, and that's just, it, and it doesn't depend on. It, it, it doesn't come down to just that topic. Mm-hmm. It, it, Why it, label? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, I, I would say that I'm, I'm pro-life to the point that people think I'm, you know, a menace to women. Uh, you know, which is the, again, that's something we could talk about later. But the idea that that I'm, you know, vehement or, or a menace towards women, but. Mm-hmm. If I talk to you about my view on, my belief on things, without even mentioning God, it's very rational. Mm. So even if you don't believe in a God, it's, it's a rational belief. It's a rational yeah. opinion. And so we Isn't don't it, always have to disclose that it's God, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I think the advancement of goodness in the world, like capital G goodness in the yeah. universe, which yeah. I equate I with God, and you do too. Yeah. But right. I think the advancement of that in the universe is, is going to be, unfortunately, that we shy away from like God talk. Because the, people just have this, all these negative connotations about when I say God. They just like stop <laughs> listening to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know and they mean? turn off. Yeah, they turn off. Yeah, they do. Isn't that, isn't that a bummer? That's like no, that's but one of the saddest things that I ever run into. is that But like, I try to live your life as a good example and doing good for others and doing the right thing. People get yeah. curious, and then when they ask you, you can tell them what grounds you and what makes you yeah. who you are. Yeah. And at that yeah. point, they can either choose to accept that that's why you are, or they can just shut their minds and turn off and, mm-hmm. again, just don't care. But, again, if you're not willing to challenge yourself or change your beliefs, then you really are, are stuck somewhere that is dark. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't believe truth exists. There's yeah, no truth, the there's thing. no so ultimate there, goodness, that's a bummer. Yeah. You know, yeah, why would I is, want to live in a world like that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Truth. Truth is very. You know, uh, it's one of those things where you have to believe in a, in a, in a truth. I mean, it, if there's if if truth is just subjective, then I mean, then we're all screwed. I mean, then we're all yeah, we are for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely like a yeah. If you go around, and I, I wonder, and this gets into stuff that I'm just curious about in my own life, but mm-hmm. I wonder if people think about, like, they say, I don't believe in God. I think just do whatever you think is right for you. Mm -hmm. I want to ask them the question that, have you thought about what would actually happen if everybody did that? You know, (laughs) have you thought about what would happen if everybody decided, like, and it comes down to this, and this is a silly example, but it's the kind of stuff, and I love this, by the way, we're getting into the kind of stuff that exactly what I want to get into on this podcast, which is, it comes down to little things like I have decided this is a dumb example, but it's what could happen. I decided that I don't stop at stop signs because that's what <laughs> I mean. It's like, what happened? What can you have thought about what would happen? Yeah. If that was true. Like the world society exists on even the smallest, <laughs> uh, universally accepted truths. That yeah. sign means stop. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. With like stuff that's more serious, I'm being glib, obviously, but it's the same thing with stuff that's more serious. That's like, I decided that I should be able to go kick children. You know what I mean, or whatever, like something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's like everyone's like, "Yeah, you can't do that." <laughs> and you're like, "Why not?" You know, and yeah. everybody goes, "Because you can't." Yeah, yeah. There has to be an objective truth. <laughs> there must be. There yeah. must be. No matter what, and we call it God. I'm saying, and if you're listening to this and you're not a somebody who believes in God, I think that's totally fine. But I think that everybody, everybody who thinks who takes the time to try and understand this stuff and try and understand the human experience, comes around to the fact that like, oh wait, but truth must exist somehow. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, absolutely it has. Capital T Truth must exist. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing? Well, and I, and I also think, too, that, you know, again, you think of, like, temperance and, and self-mastery are two things that aren't even... Um, I can the, tell it, you've been reading theology, by the way, man. You're, you're dropping words like I'm back in college. Well, no, but the back. thing is, is that when you think about these things, though, they're not even in the, the vernacular now because that's I not know. what's important. Yep. It's all about me, and it's all about what I can yep. for free, and, and that's really sad. I mean, self-mastery yeah. and, and, and... It really is. It's very... Uh, I always think of, like, the chivalry is not dead. You know what I mean? Uh, and it wholly and, wholly and utterly misses the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anthony Bossoletti. This has been yes. fantastic. I suppose it's something I, I should... Just, I should feed and clothe my children. They run around naked all about, day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we just <laughs> talked about. Because they are people with intrinsic value, Anthony, so go feed them. That's absolutely right. I, I think tonight is the at uh, our quarterly bath time, I only bathe them every four months, so or three months. So. <laughs> 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 I wanted. I was hoping you were going to say I only bathe them every four days, but you made it even better.
0: Yeah, yeah, quarterly.
1: I try to keep the the water bill down, and I don't I want understand. them to think. Well, I don't want them to think that they don't need me either. So. Hey, look. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh god. That's I just, so invalidated. Funny. I mean, just invalidated. That's funny, I mean, just invalidated everything. That's if funny. You if you can't laugh and have fun while you're while you're doing uh good things, then you're not doing it right. So Yeah. So we'll do a little so for those of you listening, um, this has been the Chris Pete cast, which is what I'm calling it, until somebody tells me to stop. Um <laughs> Which will probably happen because I imagine I'm not supposed to it's probably already a thing that exists and I'm too late to the show and I'll have to change it. Um Boss, are you on Twitter or anything? Do you want anybody? No, to I call don't have you? Twitter. I get I get way too way too stuck on Twitter. I have I just have my Facebook uh Anthony yeah, okay. yeah. Um if you are interested in, if people are interested in connecting with you, are they welcome to do that or Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They may have to do it okay. um via they might have to do it via you because I don't Come believe I have us. to open Connection yeah, i I don't think I have an open like a via. You know what I mean? Like you can't just search me on Facebook. You have to know someone who, yeah, yeah. who knows me. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think I'm that way too, actually. And I'm it's just okay it's with. just out of concern for you know my family and and that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Well, there's some sketchy people out there. Yeah. Right? No, absolutely. So. And now we're putting all this on the internet, so you know, who what, <laughs> what can happen? We, you know, the, the creepiest part of this. I just want to add this because I, I like. Podcasts, no, go ahead. Please add we it. We could be. We could be. Dead when somebody's first listening to this. So that's true. That's crazy.
0: It's really I never crazy. thought
1: of that. So yeah. Just so just thought I'd throw that's that. Out. Nice. Okay. Well, so people. So Anthony, then what message do you want to send to people in the future? We're dead, and they're listening um, to the podcast. I really hope it worked out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. That's perfect. I really hope everything worked out. Yeah, I, hope yeah, we, I hope. I I I, I hope that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it's not any worse. Yeah, you know? it's, not, it's a daunting task. You have to. It is. It is. It humanity. is a daunting task for sure. Yeah. Um, so, if you want to connect with Anthony, you want to continue having this conversation, which is what this podcast is all about. Um, please connect with me on Facebook, or you can follow me on Twitter at chris petrick, or you can go to my website, which I imagine is how you found this thing in the first place, because. Uh, that's the only place where it exists. Um, <laughs> so if you don't know who I am and you just found this accidentally, that would be weird. But uh, my website is christopherpetrick dot com. Anthony Bosiletti, thank you so much for making the first episode of the Chris Pete Cast. Pretty fantastic, I think. Yeah, no, I appreciate Pretty the really opportunity. Good. And like I said, if you if you have ideas for new things, I'm definitely on board to tackle those with you. Um, you I know, think, I mean, yeah, I think there's yeah. a world in which. This, you know, this feels like the start of something. Yeah. No, I I, hope so. um, yeah, I think, kind of I think I'm on to something and I, there's a real spirit of, and I hope that, you know, it's kind of signing off on this is that I hope that people take, what people take from this conversation, I hope is that, hey, if you have a thing you want to do, just go do it because yeah. there's no reason not to. Besides so. not stopping at stop signs. Yeah. 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 Don't do that. Because there's <laughs> rules. We have rules. Uh, Okay. I will say goodbye to you, and I will say goodbye to the listener as well. Thanks for doing all right, this, man. Buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye.